heroes of handheld. Hello and welcome to episode 270 of Heroes of Handheld, the internet's premium handheld gaming podcast. This is the five uh, 5% milk of the podcast world, you know, 5% fat milk. Fat. You know what I mean? Because the better milk has more fat in it. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined by Colin this evening. Hello, hey. Colin. I always get confused by all the different types of milk. Can you, what's the, what's the best milk to have? What's the healthiest one? Well, the, the thing is, Colin, my dirty little secret is that I don't drink a lot of dairy milk anymore uh, because I've been converted. So I go for oat. Um, but a lot of people, I like, I like when I go for milk, I like going full fat. I like blue top. I even like uh, gold top, if you can find it, which is like basically cream. <laughs> Gold, yeah, I do. Yeah, that sounds really nice. So, in terms of being converted, that means you've you've been exposed to all these different types of milk. And yeah. I saw the other day in a supermarket. There are many supermarkets out there, but in this supermarket, they had I think it's um, I can't remember the name of the brand, but they have a range of different milks which aren't milk, basically. And they've got like a um, almond milk and you know, coconut milk and stuff like that. But what I've not seen before was a cashew milk. That's a new thing. Yeah, I've not tried cashews. One of the one of the few of the oat milks that I've not uh, enjoyed. I've gone for, I've had almond, soy, oat, rice, and coconut. Um, and I would I would like to try cashew because I I like the flavour of cashew a lot, and I feel like it would lend itself well to a milk because it's a bit creamy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, oat is oat is just the shit, mate. It's so good, like I love it, and it's like it feels like it's got a, a subtle flavour, and it's a lovely texture, and it's just it's just the jam, mate. I also like milk. What type of milk do you like? Uh, we have uh, skimmed milk, normal milk. Is that green? Uh, no, it's red, red, I think. Because I think uh, oh, green, green is semi green is semi skimmed, skimmed yes, is red. Right. Whole milk, which is the the full fat one, is blue. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones are. What does milk have to do with handheld gaming? Uh, well, Colin, you yeah. pour it uh, on your cereal in the morning, and you also in the morning enjoy uh, breakfast or tea. And I've got some delicious tea for you because we're going to be talking about all the big stories of the handheld gaming world uh, this week. And the big one. Um, now, this is a podcast where we get we are often a bit silly. We are often uh, having a, a laugh with each other. This is not often a podcast to talk about politics uh, or kind of world events that are happening, because that's quite. I would Deep say for us. out of our wheelhouse. Um, and norm- normally it doesn't affect handheld gaming either, really. I yeah. mean, normally it affects, but uh, the news story that you're alluding to does actually, um, you know, link to handheld gaming, or eventually link to handheld gaming. Yes. Um, so, I mean, there's how to tackle this is interesting. Maybe we should just get straight to the uh, what the crux of the story is for us Switch players, Nintendo Switch owners. Um, as you know, uh, Overwatch from Blizzard was, um, it's not out on Switch yet, was it? It was supposed to be 
it's coming out this week October or? the um, I think maybe tomorrow yeah so very soon so um, Overwatch big game first person shooter from Blizzard you know it's massive fan base it's very colourful it's very addictive um, it's crazy difficult to get into if you've um, never played it before I played it once on PS4 and oh my god it, I got absolutely destroyed so there you go um, makes sense that it's coming to Switch so that's all good um, but in celebration of Overwatch uh, coming to Nintendo Switch, um, there was going to be a launch event by Blizzard, um, which is going to happen in New York. And this was going to happen on this article from the 15th. Is it the 16th today? I can't remember. What uh, yes. Yes, so it's supposed to happen today. Uh, so fans are able to sign up for the event for free using their Nintendo accounts with the first 150 people able to meet some of the game's voice actors. Uh, but this event has been cancelled altogether. It didn't happen. Um, and they've apologised for any inconvenience caused. Um, so the reason behind this cancellation, I don't know whether... Um, I've not actually seen an official statement. Maybe they did allude to it in the statement. But people are all saying, and it's obvious, that this is all linked to the... Uh, the massive boycott or and the massive backlash that Blizzard have received. Oh, uh, excuse recently. me, Colin. Sorry, Overwatch oh, was meant oh. to launch, or did Overwatch launch yesterday? Oh, uh, yesterday. Okay, apologies. October fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Hence that's weird that they. That's, yeah, so it's weird they'd have a launch event the day after it came out. That seems a bit strange to me. Anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, Blizzard, you know. If you are a big gamer and you're in on the interwebs and you know anything about anything, you will know that there's been a massive boycott of Blizzard, uh, a massive backlash of Blizzard over the Hearthstone um, controversy, which happened uh, wasn't even that long ago, was it? It was a week ago. It's not. It feels like it's been around forever. This controversy, um, but it's all all regarding and all linked to the Hong Kong protests that have been going on in obviously in Hong Kong since June. Of this year uh, ongoing protests against the chinese government and the hong kong government and all that sort of stuff all the political stuff there um but in terms of i mean i had to read up on it because i'd heard so much about it but i hadn't actually done my research on what happened now it all links to a i think someone won the hearthstone uh, a tournament and in their statement in their win, winning speech uh, correct me if i'm getting any of this wrong but in the winning speech uh, in a live broadcast um, the person who won mentioned how they support the protesters in Hong Kong and he is with them. And because he made this statement, uh, Blizzard came down on him like a ton of bricks, uh, basically took away his title as the champion, took away his winnings and loads of other stuff as well, and said because he got political and stuff like that, that they, he wasn't allowed to do that. So he's basically stripped of everything he had for doing it. And the backlash was absolutely ginormous across the um, internet and across the world really universal condemnation of blizzard for um you know stopping this person from giving their thoughts on you know we don't want to get too political here on the right and wrongs of things but um in basically having free speech because i think one of the issues that people have is blizzards have like mission statements and they always i think one of them is that they like to they encourage people to speak their mind and be open and you know they want to be able to express themselves and they've sort of gone against that and people are unhappy about that and there's been since the statements come out from blizzard and they've sort of um gone back on some of the punishments they've given this guy and because of this backlash they cancelled the event basically i think that's the long and short of it yeah so they um they reinstated the the um guys prize money and they reduced the um ban from a year to six months but it's it's been really like it's been 
huge to watch this kind of play out because like I feel like Blizzard are not necessarily I mean they have their 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 ups and downs but they are often like quite a loved company and when they do do mess things up like uh, BlizzCon last year yeah I was gonna say with the whole mobile yeah oh you guys have phones yeah but that's like that's the exception not the rule so yeah. it was very it's been very um surreal to just see everyone like completely panning uh blizzard this last couple of you know this last week or so um involving you know because they've got wow classic and a lot of people who were going to be getting into that have just been like nope deleting their own accounts um you know uninstalling games that are made by blizzard like it's and i think it's one of those things where if uh, you know, Blizzard said their decision wasn't motivated at all by Chinese uh, money and Chinese interest. Um, and I feel like if they hadn't, if they hadn't, uh, you know, censored censored this player, um, people wouldn't even be thinking twice about like still playing Blizzard games. Like, yeah. you know, you, you would you would think, oh yeah, they're a company who makes a lot of money in China. But guess what? You know, every successful company pretty much makes a lot of money in China because it's a huge market. Um, you wouldn't think twice about it, but because they decided to, you know, um, go for this censorship and this ban, it's just really like blown up in their faces. And like you say, cancelling this, you know, uh, Nintendo launch event is going to be huge. Um, like the ramifications to that, but also, you know, BlizzCon's coming up, and there's no way that... it's going to be very interesting what happens at BlizzCon. Yeah, this year. how can, mm. how can that go? Like, it's it's. I feel like it's not going to go well. Because there is no way that there won't be like people in the audience chanting uh, fully within their political right to do so over the top of um, you know people presenting yeah. all that stuff. Mm. It's weird. I'm listening. I'm quite behind on a podcast I listen to. Um, another podcast. There are other podcasts out there. I'm actually listening back from their episodes from November last year, and it's interesting because uh, people on this podcast have just got back from BlizzCon last year, and one of the points that they were bringing up is that how the security for the event were pretty poor. Um, like the, the the security were really strict, and there's people were taking um, br- the security people were taking bribes, so people were getting quicker and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see how the security is this year because you'd imagine they have to ramp it up and there'll be bigger. I mean, not I'm not saying that people are going to cause trouble or cause problems or you know any violence or anything at this uh, BlizzCon, but you would imagine that there would be some people who are going to make a point about um, Blizzard's approach to this during BlizzCon. So we wait and see. I'm surprised they haven't cancelled BlizzCon to be honest. I mean, maybe there's too much money riding on it. I don't know or downscaled it, but I guess it's too late to do that now. Um, um shout out what's the podcast you've been listening to um this podcast is called the morning stream okay yes i know that one yeah which one i've been listening to for a while but because they do episodes every day well not every day but five days a week honestly so far behind but um yeah they go to blizzcon every year and um one of the, the lead presenters actually got a quite a heavy investment in blizzard as a company so be interesting to see um you know their thoughts on it this year but I mean, there's loads of reasons people are thinking like theories as to why Blizzard have taken this stance. I mean, one of the theories is that I think there's a Chinese company has a small percentage um, shares in Blizzard and stuff like that. There's you know nitty gritty. We're not going to get into that. But I mean, this event is quite small in comparison to BlizzCon. But you know, yeah, we'll have to keep a close eye on it as we get nearer to BlizzCon. But um, I'm sure Overwatch on Switch will be great anyway. I've not seen any reviews yet, but I'd imagine it plays pretty well. It seems like uh, Blizzard would probably, you know, 
take the care to make sure it um, plays well and is uh, a good port. If we wait and see. So there you it's go. crossed, eh? Uh, what I else want, is going on this week, Colin? Well, I want to talk to you because I know I've spoken about this over the past couple of weeks. Call of Duty Mobile is so good. So good. And I know you finally started playing it. But the, the point I made last week is, and the week before actually maybe, is that I wasn't... It, though the game was trying to imply I was playing real people, there was no way I was playing real people because in my first game I completely destroyed everyone and was like had like five, six times the kills of everyone else. And you sent me a screenshot this week from your first game, one of your <laughs> first games, and you had the exact same thing. So yeah. there must be bots in this game. But what's really cheeky about it, they don't say. And I've, I've done research and a lot of people have experienced the same thing where they played their first game, second or third game, and they've completely overpowered everyone in the map, which is, you know, it's ridiculous. That wouldn't happen in a real a real Call of Duty game on a mobile when you think of all the players from around the world. Because I'm, I'm not great at first person. I enjoy playing first person shooters, but I'm poor. My KD is awful. I'm always in the minus all the time. There's no way I'd go into my first ever game on Call of Duty Mobile. The game that it is, that's got like, millions and millions of people playing it around the world and completely dick over everyone. That would never happen. But obviously, um, Activision have kept stum on whether there are actually bots in there. But people think it's similar to what Fortnite does, where when there's a, the battle royale of 100 people, they'll sort of fill the gaps with bots. So not everyone's a bot, but certain people are. But yeah, bit cheeky, bit cheeky. But how are you finding it anyway? Yeah, so I've, I've not played loads of it. Like, I've only leveled up a couple of times. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's an, an interesting one where, once again, it's published by Tencent Games, and Tencent are, you know, um, big Chinese company, just shows you that if you look for it, there is uh, money from these people running through every game you love. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got to be aware of this kind of stuff. Uh, I am enjoying the game a great uh, deal. What I really like about it is I, when I started playing it, I was like, well, how are they going to make it so that, because you use one thumb to look around and one thumb to move. And I was just like, how are they going to make it so that it's satisfying to shoot as well? Because like, that is a, a big problem that first-person shooters have on mobile is you're not having enough kind of fingers, uh, not having enough kind of real estate on screen. It's really satisfying, and like the the way that it works is you look at an enemy and you start you can start to shoot them. Like, and I think that's probably the the, the logical way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so like it looks really good, it plays really smoothly. I would agree that it, it's not clear that you're playing with bots. Uh, I don't think they make that clear enough, even though you 100% are clearing with bots because it's either that or I'm an esports prodigy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it looks really good. Um, I like how like smooth it is to play. I've only played it on my mobile, I'd quite like to play it on my iPad to see how it compares. Um, I bet it's really yeah. good. I reckon it's a lot better on um on um ipad i think it's cross play as well across um android and oh, ios really, really? i think um don't quote me on that i'd have to do some research but i'm pretty sure it is i think i think it might be cross play as well but um yeah well so you're enjoying it yeah for <laughs> sure i'm glad i listened to you because it's uh it's a good it's a good game and it's like very like getting a kill in it feels very satisfying and i like how they've recreated the maps as well like playing in nuketown and stuff oh but yeah also, Nuketown has got this weird, like, legendary, like, um, uh, I don't know, it's so popular amongst Call of Duty fans, isn't it? And, like, I'm really glad that they've put that in this game because it just shows that they 
you know, they're aware of the type of people who are playing it. They've got a mixture of games from the original ones, haven't they? It's quite a mix. Um, as you say, there's Nuke Town, which is one of the big ones. I've played on, um, oh, I've forgotten what it's called, the one where there's a, it's like a big street and it goes downhill and there's buildings either end. And from the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare and people sniping left, right and centre. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But it was a good map and there was a bus on it as well. Uh, yeah. And also, um, oh, what's the other one I've been playing? But basically it's maps from the, ori- from the original game. It's a good mixed bag of um, maps. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it has the limitations of all these um, first-person shooters on mobile. But it's just it's just fun to play. And I am surprised and amazed at how fun it actually is. You know, I, it's, it's much funner than it has any right to be a mm. mobile Call of Duty game. Um, but yeah, the whole bots thing is a bit annoying. But maybe we're just, Chris, maybe we're just amazing at it. Maybe we're just too good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or maybe not. Um, uh, also, talking to mobile games, I should be interesting to know if anyone out there listening has um, played Call of Duty Mobile. We'd love to know your thoughts on it. I mean, I'm pretty much seeing, I've not really seen many people give negative opinions on it. Most people are singing its praises considering, you know, what it is. Even people who don't like playing games like that on mobile can appreciate that they've done a good job of bringing the Call of Duty experience over to mobile. Um, So it'll be interesting to hear other people's thoughts on that. But in terms of mobile gaming, I do also want to talk about my boy, Harry Potter, Wizard Unite. It's the weekly Wizard Unite update. Boom. So annoyingly, I saw Chris Uh, on Saturday. You've got... Stop, stop. No, no. I'm going to give you... Because Wizard Unite, we can't let this become too much of a thing. I'm going to give you a minute and a half. You're too kind. So me and Chris... About it every week. Me and Chris uh, met... We, hey, we talk about uh, Pokemon Go every week. Um, losing time. Me and Chris uh, met on uh, Saturday with a few other uh, people. And we were going to battle in fortresses, but we didn't. So that's really annoying. But as you know, it's the um, events been going on... Oh, started earlier the, uh, last week. Um, I've forgotten the actual name of it. It's just Let's just call it the special Halloween event. Oh, for the whole month, there's things going on in Wizards Unite. There's uh, two weeks of brilliant events. Uh, there's Community Day this coming Saturday, and there's also going to be an event on Halloween, which will last from the 30th to the first or 30th of October to the 1st of November. So lots of stuff coming up. Anyway, uh, there's going to be a new update in Wizards Unite, uh, patch 2.5.0, and there's a few additions to this. Um, and I'm just going to read through what's going to be included in this update. Uh, photo mode, uh, you can now add uh, for added photo mode for the Golden Snitch Foundable. You can take pictures with the snitch, which is cool. Uh, greenhouses now always provide spell energy, which is actually really good because normally when I go to greenhouses and get ingredients, because my um, vault is always full, I can never put any more ingredients in there. So it's nice to get spell energy as well. That's good. Uh, when you use one of the potions, which is called Dwardle Draught, you will now see a pop-up when the potion prevented an encounter from fleeing, which is nice to know. Uh, you can add stuff to your ministry ID, new things like that. Um, they've updated how you download the essential assets for the game. Uh, you can now do it in bits. You don't have to do it all in one go for people who have um, limited device storage and things like that. And uh, last... That's uh, minute 30. One last point is that they're adding a new feature to Wizarding Challenges, um, a new chamber lobby experience. If you join a chamber with other players, you can now tap ready to let your you now tap ready to let your teammates know you are ready to join the fight. Likewise, you will now see when other players are ready to start the challenge. As a solo player, you can now skip past the start timer by tapping start and being dropped straight into the chamber. Now this 
stop the timer, Chris, because this links to Pokemon Go. There was quite a bit of um, controversy online um, from people who play Pokemon Go but not Wizard Unite. So that latest update, the big update from uh, patch 2.5.0, is the fact when you're going to battle in a fortress and do a chamber, um, normally there's a countdown timer. It's about 20 seconds to prepare yourself and get ready to go in. But now you can skip that altogether. You can just go straight into the chamber rather than waiting. Now, people are wondering why this hasn't been brought to Pokemon Go and the uh, gym battles and when you do raids because you normally have to wait about two minutes before you can go into a raid because you um, there's like a t- i think it's normally like a hundred and it's 120 seconds isn't yeah it? that's like you two minutes isn't it which is really annoying when you're you know especially if you're doing a solo raid and you want to go straight in and get it done you have to just have to wait and you've got your pokemon all lined up um it's weird that they haven't added this feature to pokemon go where you can just tap you're ready to start the raid straight away it's odd they're not going to bring it. Very strange that they're bringing it to Wizard Unite straight away. But maybe it's because of Wizard Unite. Um, obviously, Pokemon Go, you have to pick your Pokemon you want to battle with. But you don't do that in Wizard Unite. You just, you know, you're just waiting to go into the chamber and start battling the um, the Founderballs in there. So maybe that's what it is. But the biggest thing that's missing from this update is there's still no Adventure Sync, and that sucks balls. That's really annoying that we still haven't got Adventure Sync because that's really annoying. Really, really annoying. <sighs> that's my Wizard Unite update for the week. Back next week, Some, folks. Somewhere in the middle of Wizard Unite and Pokemon Go, there's a perfect AR game, isn't there? Yeah. So if you take the best elements from both. Um, speaking of Pokemon Go, um, very, very quickly, uh, the Pokemon uh, Niantic announced that there is the first ever global paid-for event. Uh, tickets will cost £8 or $8, um, and you have to pay with cash, not poker coins. Um, and basically, it's going to be uh, raids um, from Saturday, 2nd of November, 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. in your local time zone. And these will basically give you access to um, raiding uh, and battling Regigigas, Regi uh, Regi which is like the normal um, version of the Reggie Pokemons. Um, so you get an exclusive quest storyline, which culminates in early access to fight Regigas uh, or maybe to capture Regigas. And you can also pick up additional raid passes. Um, and if you you can get ten raid passes in this time, so if each of those is seventy nine p, you're kind of making your money back if you're going to do ten raids on that Saturday. Crucially, on that Saturday, eleven till seven. Um, however, after that, Regigigas is going to come out as an EX raid boss. Uh, so with, that will be available for people who are playing for free. And the Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, and Reggie Steel, who are also legendaries. Uh, also coming to five-star raids and you'll need to catch them to complete your special research that'll be part of the game or on saturday like a big global event um interesting um and they've also announced that to go alongside this uh, a couple of pokemon will be seen more often in the wild um geodude magnemite swinarp aron and spiel um which are, some of them are quite good counters for reggie pokemon um and this is on top of them announcing the halloween event as well which is going to feature um thingy in um, Five Star Raids uh, Darkrai um, coming to raids. So there's a lot going on in Pokemon Go at the moment. Um, And, you know, sometimes Pokemon Go suffers from having too many events going on at one time and I hope this doesn't become one of those things. You're missing the best feature that we're going to get Pokemon wearing Halloween outfits. Yes, oh please, can we put the picture of that when we post the article please, Colin? Yes. That's Please. what we want. That's what the people want. Give them what they want. That's what yeah, we want. So, so cute. Uh, love it. Speaking of Pokemon, 
very briefly, uh, there is a new trailer for Sword and Shield, which features giant uh, Gigamax forms of Meowth and Charizard and Pikachu and Eevee. And Pikachu and Eevee, you will only be able to access if you have saved data from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, respectively, on your Switch. Uh, so worth uh, thinking about that if you're interested. Po- I saw Charizard trending on Twitter earlier, which is when you know something good is happening to Pokemon. I do find, though, that I'd love to see what listeners think about this. Like, I love Pokemon. I love Gen 1, but I would really enjoy if the Pokemon company put some thought and appreciation into Pokemon from other generations, because it does feel like Gen 1 gets so much more love than anything else. But the the Gen 1 Pokemon are the ones that have the most mainstream appeal. That's how you're going to get people in, by having your Charizards and your Snorlaxes and stuff like that. Like, you know, when they're doing these big trailer releases and all these big, like, teaser videos, they want to appeal to the masses because they know the people who love Pokemon are going to buy it anyway, you know? Yeah, true. So, so they need to show you the big, giant Charizard with the flashing hair and stuff and the big, giant uh, Eevee. That's what people want to see. That's how you get the casual gamer in, Chris. Yep, very true. And I suppose as well, like, just because they're showing Charizard and Eevee on these trailers doesn't mean that, you know, Gen 2, 3, etc. won't be in um, uh, you know, won't be in there somewhere. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we'll see. Any other news? Um, I was just trying to think what other news we've got. I think that's the main news that I've got, but you've got other stuff in here. Doctor confirmed? What's that? Oh, yes, Dr. Kawashima. Oh, it's, yes, yes. Excited about this. confirmed for coming to Europe. Um, so it's going to be releasing over here uh, pretty much, I can't quite remember, but I think pretty much the same time as the Japanese version. So 3rd of January, it's coming, um, and there's a whole page on the Nintendo UK website now, including uh, mentions of some of the different games. We'll put a link up on here as handheld.wordpress.com. But there's also going to be co-op things. So with one joy each, you can play games together, including bird watching and box counting. Oh, boy. And there's going to be uh, online ranking and friendship and world brain training championships. So keep an appeal for that. Keen, I love loved brain training on DS. Can't wait for this. Gonna be so good. Buzzing. Yes, Keen. So good. So good. I think that's all I've got. Have you got anything else? Uh, I think that's all I've got. But um, I do want to. I do just want to stress this, Colin. <laughs> I was very honoured to be beaten by you when we played Pokemon Go the other day. I was surprised because it was a very, um, at the beginning, it looked like you were going to walk away with it because I think you, you trounced through my first Pokemon. And then uh, I think mid, mid-first mid battle, you switched your Pokemon around, didn't you? Yeah, that was a very uh, cheeky move there. And you were on top. But I think it was my, um, I don't know what those attacks are called, but the, the big attack that my um, one of my Pokemon had literally seemed to obliterate all your, your um, life. So yeah, I was saved by that. I uh, spaffed my shields a bit too early, I think. Mm, that's, you have to be strategic with those old shields. I try and hold back on using them until like, I really need them. But um, no, it's good. It's, we should do it more often. And I got that. finally got that research task. Thank the Lord. Congratulations. Took ages. So I finally got that. And uh, I can't remember which Pokemon got out of it, but it wasn't a very good one. So yeah, oh. that was a waste of time. But no, it's good. We should do it more often. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should look into how you can... Um, how you can do um, Call of Duty. I think if you want to play Call of Duty Mobile, you have to like give your oh, you need to be signed in on Facebook, Facebook which I don't really want to do. So maybe we won't do that. But one day, maybe, maybe. 
Anyway, Chris, how can people get in contact with us if they want to? You can tweet us at Handheld Podcast. You can write to us here as handheld at gmail.com. Um, if you listen to this podcast and you're working and you're making an indie game, we'd love to hear from you because uh, we're always keen to review stuff and talk about it on the show. Uh, you can go to our website here at handheld.wordpress.com where you can listen to all our old podcasts as well as uh, looking at all the kind of links and checking out further reading and stuff. Um, and we're on Facebook and YouTube, but we don't use those very much. So maybe just stick to Twitter at Handheld Podcast. I'm about to put a poll up, Colin, if you're interested. Nice. I'm just going to say, does Colin talk about Harry Potter Wizards Unite too much? And the answer is going to be no and hell no. Uh, so. I've, actually, I've, I've already filled in the options. It's yes and also yes. So we'll see what <laughs> does better. <laughs> Brilliant. You're just jealous. You just hate because I love Harry P. Harry Potter. Yeah, you, you do love the P. I love the PP. Uh, right. So, yes, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back in some yes. form next week. Because I want to go watch Joker, so I might not be here next week, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, if if you're not here, I'll do something solo, probably. Or I'm going week off. Oh, oh. oh treat, you, treat yourself. Anyway, uh, bye, everyone. Right, if you think you. if you think Call of Duty, let us know. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, God. Bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. bye, bye. Oh, wait, Colin, wait. Breaking news. Just what? as we were about to sign off from the podcast, Pokemon Go have announced November's Community Day. It's, it's the monkey that does the bobbing to that song you like from Star Wars. We, we love the bobbing monkey, so November the 16th, 11am till 2, local time, quarter hatch distance on eggs, two kilometre eggs, your hatch pin charge, low module for three hours, and tiny, and a special move to come. Breaking news from your pals here in the beep, 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 beep,